Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Racist. As long as you hate on the Caucasians Teaching white kids that their shades the same as school shooters and rapists Maybe I'm tripping because the white children have been getting taught that they got white privilege by the white guys in the high heels who identify as the white women I'm not proud to be white but I'm fine with it Cause I'm not allowed to have pride in it Cause the colonizers and the white biggest made white history my business I ain't never gonna give a damn if you like me I ain't gonna trip when they stereotype me I'm a white boy and a white boy like me knows that all lives matter Fight me When I was younger they taught me to never see color To treat every man as if he was my brother But now that we're grown up we hate one another For all of the ways that we struggle and suffer They coming for blood and we running for cover The government wants us to Where they want us in a race for dying every day for whose lives matter more? Whoa. I won't be dying in the race for our government is paid for because our lives matter more. <clears throat> if you born black, you lose, might as well go get that. You gon' die before you 25, get shot over your Killed by police even when you follow the rules If you listen to the news, you gon' believe all this is true
All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project Daily Dose live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to the America, uh, coming to the United States of America. And Tom McDonald and Calhoun just, just fucking laid it all out right there. I mean, bam, what are you going to do? You can't Ugh. argue at that point. It's absolutely a race war. And not only that, a race war, but it's the rise of the Fourth Reich. And uh, when we start talking about the things that we're going to talk about tonight, I'm going to have a, probably a point of seriousness because... They are no longer hiding this. And if you're wondering what we no. do here at the Red Pill Project is we bring about, uh, we bring to you the narrative of the unfolding global conspiracy and how to kind of position yourself to go against the counter narrative, if you want to look at it like that. We've taken over the media. We've taken over social media. We've taken, we've destroyed mainstream media. And this is what we do is we expose the truth as we see it. We put out the information and let you decide because all in all, at the end of the day, this is an information war. This is psychological sure. warfare. But deep down inside, this is spiritual warfare. Because spiritual warfare is everything to do with the information that you get from your environment. And when you're, you can no longer trust your government, when you can no longer trust the people who represent you, when you can no longer trust the military that's set over to protect you, what are you supposed to do? Well, disquietude and civil disobedience, that's what we do. That's what James Madison talked about in Federalist 46. And then you have outspoken governors and state solutions to counteract that. But we have to first take back the states. We have to take back the local governments. We have to take back the states. And then we're in the process doing that right now. We're moving into 2024, which is going to be a highly volatile time. And I think that potentially we could have an even more volatile time coming into the next few months. Um, you know... <laughs> I got a message today. And so before we get into the fourth right stuff, because the fourth yeah. right stuff is is really important. Um, yeah. I got a message today from one of our uh, from one of our viewers out there. And she was telling me about something that happened a few months ago or about a month ago, uh, actually the beginning of September. So approximately a month ago. Yeah. And I remember hearing about this, but there wasn't much that was like after that. Right. And I remember like hearing about it. There is a shooting at a college and then that was it. Like the news didn't cover it. Yeah. Well, she sent me some information. So I started doing a little diggy. Mm -hmm. Well, typically when you have something like this that happens, yeah. um, you start researching the people, you can find a good amount of information on these people. Right. Well, I started finding problems. The, the person that was killed, his LinkedIn profile was completely deleted. Mm. His uh, public page on Chapman Hill, North Carolina's page was deleted. Um, mm. Basically, he was not scrubbed completely, but a lot of his social stuff was deleted. And I don't know if that was his family doing that or whatnot. Right. But I'm going to go into a little bit here. Now, does everybody remember the University of Pittsburgh guy that was researching COVID-19 that was killed? 
professor of research COVID-19 was killed in an apparent murder-suicide, officials say. No. Um, he was on the verge of making a very significant findings researching COVID-19. According to the university, he was shot and killed in an apparent murder-suicide over the weekend. Uh, his name was Bing Lu. He was found in a townhouse Saturday with a gunshot to his head, neck, torso, and extremities. Um, investigators believe the unidentified second man who was found dead in his car shot and killed Lu in his home before returning to his car and taking his own life. Uh, the second man um, was also a another Chinese person mm-hmm. who was involved in this research. And so that was kind of interesting because this guy had direct connections to where? Wuhan Institute of Virology, Wuhan University. Well, just on August 30th, we had this one happen. UNC graduate student is charged in fatal shooting a professor, Tali Ji. 34 was charged in the first degree murder and killing of Zi Ji uh, Yang, a, associate professor in applied physical science department on the campus lab on Monday. And so they haven't found any motive to why Mr. Ji killed Mr. Yang. And so I started digging on this. I'm like, okay, well, who is this associate professor, Zi Ji Yang, and why was he killed? Because this person yeah. told me that there was a connection to Wuhan. And there you see it right there. Well, Firstly, Professor Yan, who was killed, he has a ma- he has a master's degree from Wangzong University in Science and Technology in Wuhan, China, which mm-hmm. is right next to the Wuhan Institute of Technology. Okay, that's kind of interesting, but that wasn't like the connection I was really looking for. So I'm like, okay, there's got to be another connection here somewhere, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So what you? Well, so I, I started looking up the guy who apparently killed him. And I find not much, but I find this Tal GG, Department of Applied Physical Sciences. Now, skills and expertise nanomaterials, nanomaterial synthesis, material characterization, nanoscience, X ray diffraction, nanoparticle synthesis, nanofabrication, nano constructed materials. And where did he study? Wuhan University. Dang. So I find this really interesting. So I start looking through the publications. What has this guy published in the sense of articles? And I get to the second one. And I'll come back to that in a second. I'll come back to the second one in a second of what he was studying. Let's go back to the guy he killed. Okay. What was he studying? When we go in here... ZG's research focused on work at the boundary between photonics and material science. He and his team developed new techniques to control light matter interaction. So that's basically, if you want to know what light is, that's light photonic, but also electromagnetic at the nanometer scale and explored advanced optical approaches to precisely manipulating nano nanoscopic objects and create material assemblies. His research uh, interests included optical tapping, binding, sorting, and synthesis and fabrication of nanostructures, holographic laser beam shaping, electrodynamic simulations, and nanobio interactions, including optiofluids. Well, that's kind kind of interesting. Because, I mean, that's some pretty profound stuff. And yes, guess what? I went and checked DOD contracts, and sure enough, that the Department of Chemistry at Chapel Hill, North Carolina, was awarded a DOD grant for nanomaterials and nanochemistry. Kind of interesting there. So I started researching this stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, what is what is nanophotonics, right? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is nanophotonics? Fair question. Well, there's a great study out here. 
Uh, what is nanophotonics? It's the study of light matter interactions between light and objects at the nanometer scale. The length scales involved in nanophotonics are such great scientific interest because the scale of these objects give access to new optical properties and functionalities not available in bulk material. Examples of nanophotonics include photonic crystals, waveguides, nano antennas. Many devices that utilize nanophotonics are made of dielectric or metallic structures, where these devices is structured to enhance and promote the light matter interactions of interest. Often these involve creating plasmonic resonances that can be manipulated to enhance signal levels and sensing and spectrometry experiments. Okay, kind of interesting. Nanophotonics can be used either for offline medical devices, for biosunching, such as detecting DNA aptameters, and to identify particular diseases, or for point-of-care devices. For biosensing applications, nanophotonic technologies read a change of signal when a particular biomarker is found. Uh, it goes on, and, and one of the things about nanophotonics is they talk about how it can be utilized in the creation of nanowires and nanoparticles, nano mesh devices. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Harvard University, Dr. Charles Lieber, who was indicted on tax fraud, who had the DOD DARPA contract, was studying at Wuhan Institute of Technology, brought over to China, and we know he was one of the people leaking this type of science material to China. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Well, what else can this stuff be utilized for? Well, one of the things is, interesting enough, vaccines, mRNA vaccines. So I found that kind of interesting. Now, the one guy who killed him had, oh, by the way, ZG, by the way, has a ton of research articles out there that you can go out there and read on Google Scholar. This is the only place that I could find them because everything else was deleted. Okay. And so this talks about how to manipulate various nanostructures utilizing silver nanoparticles as well as other types of metals. And that's where we get into the student, Tali Ji. Because Tali Ji has this article right here, ultra-high-sensitive broadband photodetectors based on dielectric-shielded MTE2-slash-graphene junctions. Oh. Uh-oh. Now, when they say photonic, what they're talking about is something that transmits in the electromagnetic spectrum, predominantly in the light spectrum, the visible light spectrum. Now... I'm going to go ahead and put Todd Callender's video up here. And I want everybody to listen to this again. And after just seeing that, that this guy who developed this literal technology just was killed. And I don't, I look guys, I'm skeptical as nature on this stuff, but I have to bring it to your attention. Let's watch this video. Up oh, there we go. Let's watch this video real quick. Military attorney Todd Callender is an expert in international law and morbidity mortality law. He's been filing lawsuits and blowing the whistle on the enemy ever since they made the shots mandatory. These lawsuits have led to his research team amassing thousands of whistleblowers that point to a planned Marburg epidemic already paid for by taxpayer dollars in the recent PREP Act. Todd Callender said that inside the lipid nanoparticles, there are sealed pathogens, including E. coli, Marburg, and Ebola, and that different pathogens can be released by different frequencies pulsed through the 5G network. 
inside of these shots that people already received, inside the lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel, there exists pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. Those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli Marburg, Ebola staphylococcus, and brewer's yeast, amongst others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States and the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, three different times as a pulse, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents, thereby causing a Marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on. They've already, it's already done, right? The Marburg epidemic for purposes of the law has happened and now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that. He also points out that 1P36 gene deletion is the number one side effect of the Pfizer shots, a disease with zombie-like symptoms that make a person aggressive with a propensity to bite. The CDC published a public service announcement on the preparedness for a zombie apocalypse in 2011. That same year, Con Plan 8888-11, Counter Zombie Dominance, was published. The military's advanced ammunition known as multi-purpose rounds are single rounds comprised of multiple projectile options to be chosen via direct communication from the tank fire control to the cartridge chambered in the breech. So it would make sense to arm weaponized vaccines the same way. Popular online personality Jason Shirka has recently posted a warning that on October 4th, FEMA will be using 5G frequencies to activate nanopathogens in the blood of the vaccinated. Now, do, am I skeptical about this? I'm absolutely sure. skeptical about this. Yeah, likewise. And do I believe that they're going to use the emergency broadcast system, EBS, to do that? No, it doesn't make much sense because, well, there's a whole world of people and Russia would be like, you guys just killed your people. What are you doing? Right, it would be nuclear war because bio warfare was just released. So I, I I don't know if I agree with the EBS part of it, but but let me turn you on to something else. You Please remember the do. article that we just we, we just showed an article a few weeks ago about something similar to what I'm about to show you now. Scientists use light and a Nobel Prize winning method to turn DNA on and off. Hmm. Do you remember? The article that just came out a few weeks ago of how they utilize D or they utilize light to express genes. I don't think I read it, but there it is. Well, we yeah, we covered it on the show, but there it is oh. right there. Now, what was Zhijian Yang doing? How to relay because in order to do that, the big problem that they have is the communication to the DNA level. 10 to the negative nine to the DNA level. They got to get the signal in there. And so what Zhijian Yang was doing was developing nanomaterials to relay those signals or generate those signals at that level to send those signals in. And this guy gets shot and killed by another guy from Wuhan Institute of Technology. I don't know what's coming, but that's some scary shit. Yeah, it is. The fact that this is connected like this, 
the fact that that level of synchronicity just came about, that, that, come on, man. There are no coincidences at this level. And the fact that one of the – in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, who are they directly associated with? NIAID, the National Institutes of Health, DARPA. That is yeah. one of their – this is where Peter Daszak did his work on COVID-19 and gain-of-function research. Okay? Yeah. Wow. And then so when you see a connection between Wuhan, China, and Chapel Hill, North Carolina, you better watch out. And now what we're seeing is this guy basically invented a whole new process of sending light signals into the body and getting them into the cell and into the DNA. Yeah. Where you can turn on and off genes in the DNA as well as control nanoparticles inside the body, which is exactly what Todd Callender was talking about. And just so happens that the guy that killed him was researching that directly on graphene. Graphene-doped nanoparticles. What does that mean? It means they utilize graphene. They'll utilize graphene and silver, which has two points of, uh, of attenuation, so two different points of resistance or conductivity. So this produces kind of a, a path flow problem. So you can manipulate various different electrical uh, components by, by doping silicon, graphene, these types of base materials. This is what they're utilizing in these nanoparticles. This technology, guys, to do what Todd Callender said, the technology exists. That's the thing I'm just pointing out. The technology exists. It is completely in the realm of possibility. Is it in the realm of plausibility? Hope not. I hope not, too. I hope that it is not in the realm of plausibility. I hope that whatever is going on, someone says that's not happening. Or nature uh, itself is just like, it's not feasible. It doesn't work. You can't implement it. Well, I think that that's one of the biggest things that happened with COVID is that I think COVID, I mean, I think they rushed it. I think it wasn't ready yet. And I think when they released it, um, nature had other plans. I also think actually what happened is that, um, I believe that good guys, good guys in the military or whatnot, I, I don't know how to explain this, but I believe that they released a very, very um, dumbed down version of COVID-19 years before COVID-19 to produce herd immunity among the population. And this is what Trump meant by I saved hundreds of millions of people. Hmm. Because... I remember two years in a row, 2017, 2018, 2019. And so this would have been October, November timeframe. Everybody in my house was sick. They went to the doctor, not the flu, but they had flu-like symptoms, same symptoms of COVID. I'm the only one that didn't get sick. Thank goodness for that special blood, right? But what was it? We don't know. Well, a month later, everybody gets COVID comes around. So obviously it was most likely COVID and that's how you produce herd immunity is you slowly do it geo um, geocentric or not geocentric, but geo separated geologically, uh, geographically se separated. Okay. So could we be entering a new age of bio warfare with magnetic weapons oh, like utilized within the initiation of bio warfare through vaccines, possibly, like you said, the technology exists, man. 
Well, let me ask you this. Were we warned? Um, I, I believe so. I, I think we were warned. You know, this is interesting. We played this back in the day when we first discovered it. I think we were one of the first people to actually discover this video. I'm a big X-Files fan. This is an X-Files episode from 1998. Tad O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Just hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. When you say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. It, but it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay, so how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly, but in this instance used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet, to kill everyone but the chosen by tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Oh, and government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent or cruel or efficient. By severe drought brought on by weather wars conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes and the final takeover begins. The 
takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. Well, will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. All right, that's all we have for you tonight. I think that's about it. I mean, that oh. basically sums it all up. <laughs> Dude, so much truth in that clip. Unbelievable. That was a 2003 episode, by the way, oh, not wow. a 1998 episode. So it's a 20-year-old episode. Now, Tad O'Malley was obviously the Alex Jones character. Right, okay. when he was talking about Patriot Act and all that. Is that that guy? Right. But yeah, this is predictive programming. They tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And they've been collecting your DNA for 20 years. They've been giving half the population vaccines for a much longer. Yeah. They were warning you. Mm. That was that what is what's his name? Um Chris Carter, former CIA operations officer, warning you. They were warning you. Yeah. So I wonder how long they could have been implementing something like this as far as through vaccines if this was happening. It seems like it is. Um, you know, it, it seems like maybe they could have been doing it for a long time, but there is this uh, unusual push for everybody to keep getting these injections. So it makes me think that maybe if, if they've started it earlier by years or decades, that it's maybe not as effective or they need to continue to pump this thing stuff in to people for whatever reason that is. But of course, under the guise of it's for your health and safety. Well, I, I think that that episode in 2003 was warning us of what was coming and what j- came just literally came that this is what just came and that the mRNA technology finally got to the point the CRISPR Cas9 mRNA technology finally got to the point where it was usable to do what they needed it to do. Now, if you implement the nanolipid particles, right? The hydrogels into that mm-hmm. to where you can put viruses in there. Now, t- traditionally you have a, a virome in your body. Okay. You have, a virome. So you have a biome in your gut, right? It oh. has all different types of bacteria. You have so a virome many. as well within yeah. your immune system. It's basically a template that your immune system uses to fight viruses. And your virome has all different types of viruses in there. Like it has all di- like it has Ebola in there. And the reason it has a template, it has a v- an Ebola virus in there is because it contain it can contain one virus and keep its genetic profile. Okay? So a lot of people, when they were doing the uh, uh, the, the the PRC test, they said PCR. what they were actually yeah the PCR test. What they were actually detecting was particles from your viral, which mm-hmm. were not contagious. They weren't gonna they weren't which, gonna kill you. And right? you actually need to be healthy. Right. But so the hydrogels, they're not gonna carry a lethal dose. But with the vaccine going in first as the first bullet, making you immunocompromised. Secondly, years later, they released the hydrogels utilizing the 18 gigahertz three pulse signal, inflates the hydrogels, blows them up, releases the virus in the system. Now that virus can replicate in a immune system 
that's compromised. And then they just come out and say, hey, this was an attack on the United States by Russia, by China. Yeah, they could classify the deaths as anything. They've already lied so much. They say it's starvation. It was a victim of war. It was a victim of whatever. Just put this and we'll give you money. Well, then what they say is join the draft today to go fight the war. We have the cure and can, you know, we have only a limited amount of vaccines. We, the only way to get a cure is to volunteer yourself. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Okay, so there's there's a cra- there's there's a ton of stuff happening, guys. We are so we had uh, September twenty third come and pass. We said nothing was going to happen. We said that it was the beginning of this period, this heiress period, as well as this period of, uh, of, of between then and October seventeenth, right? The solar eclipse. Something yeah. will happen. Yeah, you know an interesting thing with the heiress thing that I discovered, and maybe it's a long shot. <clears throat> Taylor Swift's current tour is called the Eras yeah. Tour. Did you see that? I did. And I was like, oh gosh, what a close coincidence there. Well, one thing that we have coming up is, remember what, what Mulder was saying? They'll do it on a Friday. The banks will say that there's a hack and they shut down all digital money. Yeah. The markets will collapse on a Monday, followed by an EMT, EMP attack. Right. Hmm. And then there's low crop yields because they've utilized weather manipulation. What what have I been saying that nobody else is saying except for David Dubain about this year? There is going to be low harvest on all the crops because of oh, all yeah. the weather we've had this year, which is going to increase the price of food, inflate the price of food secondarily because of the supply is lower. Yes. Which means that happen. if you have rising inflation, lower in supply, prices go boom. To the roof. It's a recipe for disaster. Yep. So the shutdown, the government shutdown is coming potentially in five days. They haven't come up with an agreement. They will, but probably around somewhere around October. They'll probably extend it 30 days. Funding government for 30 days. With that emergency funding, they'll keep critical components of the government going, including Ukraine, because that's a critical component of our government. Um, but, you know, it was interesting that the DOD came out. And said, hey, we're exempting Ukraine from the government shutdown, which means that each department can go out there and say, hey, these are critical components that must happen in order for the government to continue, for functionality to continue. These are like the bare minimum. And so they just put Ukraine in that, but they didn't put soldiers pay in there. Or, yeah, anything for the people. of our They didn't country. put Social Security or Medicaid or right. Medicare in there. But they put Ukraine in there, which we find out this weekend, which we already knew, is that the money going to Ukraine is paying billions of dollars in salaries to Ukrainian people. Yeah. We own Ukraine. The Ukraine. We own Ukraine. Pretty much. Am I wrong? Yeah. They're getting more money than the states. We don't own Ukraine. Ukraine owns us. That's yeah. a massive money laundry. And then you, you top that into the 15-minute city, the sustainable yeah. development goals that we talked about last week, the Clinton Foundation, BlackRock. We Rebuilt begin to see Ukraine. how this is all playing out, okay? Um, you had uh, the Secretary of the Treasury 
Janet Yellen come out and says, I, I, I don't see any risk of slowdown of downturn of the economy. That's when you should be like, uh-oh, something big's about to happen. You know, <laughs> what's uh, what's Kramer saying? I want to know what Kramer's saying on Mad Money. The economy's booming. Buy everything. <laughs> Pull your money out now, people. Get out of Dodge. <laughs> Sell your gold now. <laughs> Sell your gold now. Um, how about this one? Only 10% of the $7.5 trillion spent during COVID went to actual health care. And which, by the way, healthcare, well, that, that's not saying much. But yeah, yeah, I believe it. Holy Check smokes. this out. Listen to this. And this is um, this is uh, Peter St. Ange, PhD. Uh, this is another one of those dudes who woke up during all of this, who came out and started talking about it. It turns out almost all of the $7.5 trillion COVID spending orgy went to fully fund the institutional left who is currently trying to enslave us. My heritage colleagues Richard Stern and David Ditch released a new report that found almost none of the $7.5 trillion pumped out allegedly for COVID actually went to health. Instead, roughly 90% went to handouts and crony payments, much of that siphoned to the institutional left that has become the Democrats' power base, meaning your local rioters, hand gluers, and that army of fact-checking censors are now fully funded, courtesy of your tax dollars. First, the numbers. Between 2020 and 2022, new spending authorizations from Washington totaled $7.5 trillion. It's about $57,400 per American household. So, a second mortgage. Shockingly, almost none of it actually went to health. Just $700 billion, or less than 10% of that, was even spent on public health, setting aside whether or not it was useful or not. Instead, as Stern and Ditch write, quote, the spending spree focused on welfare expansions, cash handouts, and opportunistic subsidies for a variety of special interests. So who are those special interests? Well, trillions went to green projects. Biden's famous Build Back Better cynically rebranded the Inflation Reduction Act. More went to the left's universe of government-funded nonprofits for everything from LGBT and diversity to, of course, sustainability. On top of bailouts for Hollywood, public transportation, blue city budget holes, the post office, a reliable Democrat base, even bailouts for union pensions, which were running a $757 billion debt. Then, of course, the military-industrial complex, which is what Republicans got in return, who continues to loot the Treasury to the tune of $2 trillion per year on national defense. That's $1,250 per month per household to fund every proxy war they can find while giving free security to any dictator who can cash a check. It's good for Lockheed. It is good for America. All those crony trillions, of course, led to the skyrocketing inflation. Seven and a half trillion comes to roughly half the entire supply of dollars in existence pre-COVID. So about one in three dollars had fresh ink on them, courtesy of a very obliging Federal Reserve, who bought up all the treasuries they couldn't flog in the private market, effectively printing all that money. So what is next? Brought to you by Unchained. What's next is the fleecings will continue until morale ends because it's worked spectacularly for Washington's army of activists and lobbyists. 
The Fed has become an in-house money printer for a Congress and administration that exploits every crisis to absorb yet more of the productive economy and hand slabs of it to their cronies. So the deficit and print treadmill will continue to drive inflation and, of course, debt, which is now on track to hit by Congress's own numbers $50 trillion in just seven years, with no end in sight as long-term deficits settle towards $2 trillion per year forever. Alas, as Herbert Stein put it, whatever can't go on forever will stop. There's little hope of them pulling back on their own. Washington is living their best life right now. So either voters force them or, more likely, Washington drives us straight off the cliff and then, as always, complains how nobody saw it coming. Peter Sinange. Yeah, dude. Now, do you remember the cue boards? Yeah. Yeah. What did Q say? And, and this is how you know Q isn't some bullshitter out there, some troll on the internet or, or some code monkey, okay? Q said, George Soros is funding BLM and Antifa with your tax dollars before anybody understood how it worked. That's true. Remember that. And how does it work? Taxpayer dollars go to whatever grants, emergency taxpayer dollars, nonprofits, charities, NGOs, they fund supplementary ancillary companies. That's how it works. The money is a flow, just like what happened in Ukraine. Ukraine is taking in this money. They're paying all these people, which eventually will pay tax dollars or whatever back, right? But this money goes into the Bank of Ukraine. The Bank of Ukraine goes to the World Bank and says, World Bank. We need a $40 billion loan to rebuild Ukraine. And the World Bank goes, okay, well, we'll loan you that money at, uh, you know, 100 years at 3% interest or 0.3% interest. Now, where does the world get bank and say money? Oh, the U.S. tax dollar, of course, right? U.S. taxpayer, we send the World Bank money. Okay, so the World Bank issues Ukraine the $40 billion in a loan, gets it into the Bank of Ukraine. Now, you got to ask yourself the question. If they can get a, a loan from the World Bank to fund rebuilding, why couldn't they get a loan from the World Bank to fund the war? Right? Mm. Well, here's the scam. Taxpayer dollars go to Ukraine. Ukraine utilizes those taxpayer dollars to pay back the loan from the World Bank. Ukraine takes that money, distributes it to the Clinton Global Initiative, distributes to BlackRock, other types of third-party multinational corporations. They get the payoff, which is basically directly from the U.S. taxpayer. Bada-bing, bada-boom. That's how it works. Okay, this is just, I mean, this is like probably the most profound episode we've done in a long time. Yeah, there's a lot uh, that's happened over the course of the weekend. Yeah. Or that's come to surface. So the U.S. is financing more weapons in Ukraine. The government is buying seeds, fertilizers for farmers, paying the sailors of 57,000 first responders, and subsidizing small businesses in Ukraine. And I guarantee you, when you're, all that reporting's done, is you're going to find nonprofits, NGOs, and multinational corporations, subsidiary companies on that payroll. See how that works? Oh, yeah. I bet you the Democrats are going to get massive 
campaign contributions from Ukrainian oh. citizens this year, like the ones that we're paying the salaries for. Huh. Wow. So more than 60,000 realtors have exited the sector over the last six months. That's Remember the three warnings that I said, Vince? Mm-mm. Real estate market, mm. the dollar, right? These were the two biggies, real estate and the dollar. Watch those. And then energy sector. What just happened with the energy sector? Saudi Arabia is limiting to 1 million barrels per day production. Cutting in half. At the same time, Joe Biden basically turned off our wells up in uh, um, Alaska. So reducing our production. So that skyrocketed energy prices. That's why we're at $92 a barrel for oil, which was $60 under Trump, $50 under Trump. Okay. The dollar, we had the spikes within the two-year yield just last week. Yeah. We had the Fed coming out, not increasing the rate, but artificially manipulating the market to keep that. The spikes in the yield were Fed printing or pumping into it. Quantitative easing is what they call it. Okay. And then the real estate market. A few a few stats from the real estate market is we had record number, historically record number low mortgages taken out last year, this year, 2023. Okay. Interest rates are 79 to 8.5%. That's way too high for anybody to take out a mortgage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Housing prices are plummeting because the rates are so high. To compete with the market, you have to drop the price of the value. And that's actually a good thing because that's what's supposed to happen with interest rates. You raise the rates, the cost of things come down because people can't buy it. Makes sense. Yeah. So where are we moving into right now? We're moving into this this point pressure to point. where oh there you go massive pressure point the BRICS nations are going out there and they're utilizing africa south america mexico mexico uh, and they're they're producing corn wheat soy all the major staples to the human food supply in those countries instead of getting the exports from the united states of america putting putting the u.s and europe out of business that's war words okay people that's war words all right, what else we got here? We have, uh, we'll, we'll do that one in a second. We have 11,000 migrant encounters reported in the last 24 hours, a historic high. U.S. Customers and Border Patrol Protection has said this is a massive crisis at the border. Like I said, Governor Abbott, the sheriffs in the southern counties of Texas, all you need to do is put the call out there saying, we need volunteers armed to the teeth, former military. Please come down here. We will deputize you. Help us with the borders. We will be there in a heartbeat, I assure you. Like, I will I will grab my shit and I will go. Yeah, I mean, they, couldn't they even just hire private security firms? You could do all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. But they just don't have the money for it because there's no federal funding coming in to do it. And then Abbott would have to release those funds. Okay. Adam Schiff funneled millions of dollars to defense contractors after taking donations from them. Wait a minute. What is a Democrat, Adam Schiff, doing taking money from defense contractors? That, that's like something on the right. Well, hold on. Why would he do that? Oh, because 
the Democrats are the ones that were funding the war effort in Ukraine. See, see how that works. Hmm. So, uh, what do we got here? Oh, this is uh, this is a good one. No women, no children. It's an invasion. Let's watch this. This is what's happening at the border, people. Just spinning. It's just spinning at the border. That's what's happening. That's, that doesn't seem to be like the Mexican border, but that's obviously going in the floor. They're dancing on TikTok on their migrant boats. Dancing on TikTok on their migrant boat. Young men. So Donald Trump came out. Future doctors and lawyers. Yeah, future doctors and lawyers of the world. Donald Trump on True Social on Sunday night blasted the network parents company Comcast. They are almost all dishonest and corrupt, but Comcast, with its one-sided and vicious coverage by NBC News, in particular MSNBC, often and correctly referred to as MSDNC, that's a Q, that's Q right there, should be investigated for its country-threatening treason. Their endless coverage of of the now fully debunked scam known as Russia, 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 and much else uh, is one big campaign contribution to the radical left Democratic Party, I will say up front and proudly, I will investigate them when I become president. Yeah, and the executive order has been in place since Trump put it in place. 135, mm-hmm. what is it? 1359, I don't remember, but yeah. They can lose everything. Yep. Now, this was quite interesting. There was a poll, an ISOP poll that came out that was published by Reuters this weekend that showed Joe Biden leading Donald Trump by five points. Oh, good one. What are they <laughs> First, they I had poll? never heard of the ISOP polls before in my life. Did they poll uh, six yeah. college students? <laughs> we polled six liberal college students <laughs> in California. <laughs> we determined that Joe Biden has a 5% lead. <laughs> but so this is interesting because Trump mm. is pulling ahead in every other poll against Biden. So Hillary Clinton is already casting the doubts on the 2024 election legitimacy, saying he's going to do it again. Putin. Yep. I fear that Russians have proved themselves to be quite an adept at interfering. If he has a chance, he'll do it again. And they are talking about Putin's interference in the 2020, 2024 election. Now let's, let's listen to this because this is, this validates what I've told you since the beginning. How did Donald Trump win? Russia shut down the servers that were running hammer and scorecard in 2016. Mayor Putin uh, has obviously your friend, your <laughs> yeah. friend and mine. Yes, uh, indeed. He has uh, intervened in our election in the past. Right. It's not something, as you experienced firsthand, it's not something we talk about a lot. Do you fear that that is something that could be happening for 2024? And do you think we should be talking about it more? Well, I think we should be talking about it more because I don't think, despite all of the uh, you know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways in uh, the 
internal affairs of other countries, funding political parties, funding, you know, political candidates, uh, buying off, uh, you know, government officials in different places. So that's all the shit the United States does. Yeah, that is his opus, uh, you know, his operandi. his opus operandi in the sense that he hates democracy. He particularly hates the West and he especially hates us. And he has determined that he can do two things simultaneously. He can try to continue to damage and divide us internally. And he's quite good at it. Mm. And sadly, he has a lot of apologists and enablers and. Uh, in our own country, people who either don't see the danger or dismiss it out of hand, or maybe agree with some of the, uh, you know, positions he's taken uh, on certain things, including uh, his barbaric invasion of Ukraine. And so dividing us and then trying to seize territory uh, in such a uh, brutal way to try to expand his reach, to try to restore the Russian empire, if not the former Soviet Union, that is who he is. Mm. I said that for years. Part of the reason he worked so hard against me is because he didn't think that uh, he wanted me uh, in the White House. So we are where we are. And part of the challenge is to continue to um, explain to the American public that, you know, the kind of leader Putin is, this authoritarian dictator who literally kills his uh, opposition, kills journalists, poisons people uh, who disagree with him, invades other country, interferes with our election. Um, that is part of the alternative we have to reject in this election. We have to reject authoritarianism. We have to reject a kind of creeping fascism almost mm -hmm. of people who uh, are really ready to turn over their thinking, their votes uh, to want to be dictators. And we can't allow that to proceed. So I think it's I think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, you have a tough job because you have to. OK, I'm. Um Enough, I've seen that. You notice how she says he didn't steal it. He interfered with it. Yes. She chooses her words very wisely. He interfered. And then she says all the deniers, the election deniers. Remember that after 2016, all the election deniers? And that wasn't being censored all over social media. But in 2020, oh, absolutely. Shut those people up. Yep. But this is interesting, though, because it makes me think that Trump can win again. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes me think that they're afraid that Trump is going to win again. And that that means that the amount of people that are going to vote for Trump is so overwhelming, they can't cheat. And it happened in 2020 but they were able to do it, but they know that that's not going to happen this time. So 500,000 military aged men are gathering in North Africa to invade Europe. We're already seeing the incursion into Africa. We were talking this weekend about that one Island um, that's between Africa, the Italian Island between Africa and uh, Europe. I don't know why this is so delayed coming up. I'm like sharing my screen, but it's like delayed. But you have, uh, I got a video here of, yep, there you go. Right here. There's your video right there. 
Militants driving military age men and women, a half a million of them, to the border to go to Europe. Wow, is it almost like the West is being invaded? I mean, is it almost yeah. like the West is being invaded? Yep. All over the world. Yeah. Hey. Well. Yeah. Hey, so uh, New York NYPD now has robot patrols. Oh, yeah. This is this is awesome. This is actually quite awesome. I don't you like want to know why this is awesome? Because it's going to reduce the amount of technology. And here's the thing, people. Paintball guns, grease. <laughs> if you know what I mean, yeah, I don't you think know what I mean. It's going to be in the big city centers, yeah. and people are just going to absolutely destroy them, just like yep. everything in they the are. cities. They're going to get they're going to get absolutely decimated. Okay, so this last weekend, President Zelensky of Ukraine came to the United States, met with Joe Biden, asked for billions more dollars, got some money. Um, and then he comes out and announces that Marina Abramovic is going to go out there and he wants her to be the next ambassador to you for Ukraine. Um, now, I, I came out and put a, a tweet out there saying it's quite interesting after the notice came out of hundreds of thousands of missing children from Ukraine that Zelensky made a week ago, uh, saying that Russian has stolen their children, that all yeah. of a sudden Maria Abramovic is moving in and Hillary Clinton are moving in to Ukraine. Yeah, and she's going to be overseeing schools and stuff like this. You can't make this stuff up. This is how this is how conspiracy theorists are born when everything just aligns. Mm -hmm. Come on, gosh! Oh, now just... this is where it gets fucking crazy. Let me ask you this. Well, first thing, the first thing I'm going to do. Okay, uh, I got a few different things up here. Close that out. Uh, close that out. That's not what I want. There we go. Oof. Oh, come on. Where is it? Oh, I don't have the video. That's ah, okay. Oh, no. Derived. What happened with derived? It says, hey, the girl has to eat. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, I had to pull this up real quick because I had it up earlier. So his name was... His name was... Come on, I heard his name early. I have it on my phone. So Russia has blasted Canada over this. But uh, who, who was... Oh, yeah, Yaroslav Yanka. That's who it was. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. So... I was looking for the guy's name because I think this is important. Who's this that? weekend, mm -hmm. Zelensky visited Justin Trudeau in Canada. Oh, and yeah. they met in front of the Canadian Parliament. And they honored a 98-year-old World War II veteran. Who looks they fantastic, honored, by the way. He looks fantastic. His name is Yaroslav Hunka. He's Ukrainian. And they honored him, giving him praise, standing ovation in the Canadian Parliament. Yeah. Because he fought against the Russians in World War II. Wait. Vince, yeah. who fought against the Russians? 
Weren't the Russians the good guys in World War II? Who, who fought the Russians? It's the fucking Nazis. Who, who's Yaroslav Yanka? A Ukrainian World War II veteran of the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS. Why is this guy not in jail? It's <laughs> a good point. He emigrated to Canada after the conclusion of World War II. Hunka made international headlines after receiving a standing ovation from the House of Co Commons in Canada and was recognized by the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Ukrainian President Zelensky. Later, it was revealed that Hunka was affiliated with the Nazis. The Canadian government officials apologized for the worldwide Jewish community. No. So he wasn't just affiliated with the Nazis. He was literally he, a Nazi. He was <laughs> a Nazi. He was the Nazis. Part he, of the he, he was... He was the Waffen SS. You guys want to know who the Waffen SS is? The weapon something. The Waffen Waffenheichel SS. Hold on. Oh, come on. My French is. I mean, my German's not very good. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, the armed. It's a Waffen means armed. Close. This is the SS. Mm -hmm. That's the SS. Okay? Yeah. That's who this guy was. He was a He's freaking Nazi. Nazi. Now, we're saying, hold on, hold on. He was Ukrainian, though. Ukrainian? Wait, didn't Josh report on this already when we talked about the 2014 coup, the Azov Battalion? The the one leader of the Azov who was killed in the first uh, um, uh, armed uh, uh, brigade? of Ukraine who was killed just like six months ago. Remember they were praising him, giving him praise and glory on the steps of Ukraine. Well, he was a member of what's known as the OUN or the old OUN dash B. Now who is the OUN dash B? This is uh this is one of their symbols in case you want to recognize it. Ever seen that symbol before? Zelensky's shirt. That's the flag of Ukraine, which was repurposed in 2015. So who's the organization of Ukrainian national? Uh, it was an organization established in 1929, uh, uniting the Ukrainian military organization with smaller, mainly youth, radical, nationalist, right-wing groups. So UUM was the largest. Now there's two divisions. There was Andriy Melanink, the moderate division, and then there is Stepan Bandera, who was the militant or more radicalized. Okay. Now I'm not going to go into the whole history of OUNB. But Bandera's OUNB on 30th of June 1941 declared an independent Ukrainian state in Lviv, which had just come under Nazi Germany's control in the early stages of the Axis invasion of the Soviet Union. OUNB pledged to work closely with Germany, which was described as freeing the Ukrainians from Soviet oppression. The OUNB members subsequently took part in the Lviv pogromas. In response, the OUNB Declaration of Independence, the Nazi authorities suppressed OUN leadership and basically... What happened is, is the OUN insurgent army, the Ukrainian insurgent army from 1943 to 1944 in an effort to prevent Polish efforts to reestablish pre-war borders, borders went in there and massacred the Poles in Volyn and um, Galatia. Okay? Now, no. keep this in mind. UPA units carried out the massacres of Poles in Volhynia and eastern Galatia. Why is that Why does that sound familiar in one kind? Oh, because Hunka was a member of the Galatian SS. 
The guy that they just praised, the 98-year-old World War II veteran, his battalion was the Galatian SS. He took part in this massacre. They killed over 200,000. So, by the way, not only did they massacre the Poles, but they actually ran the concentration camps in Poland. Gosh. These are the Banderites, okay? So, what happens at the end is why didn't all these Nazis like Kunta, who was just praised, get tried at the Nuremberg trials? Remember I said, is why wasn't he in jail? Well, because the United States gave them all immunity. The United States government, by the way, the Nuremberg trials had Alan Dulles as the, the judge. He's the same guy who created the Versailles Treaty with his, with his brother. The Treaty of Versailles is what basically created World War II. It was the sanctions put on to Germany after World War I through the Treaty of Versailles that produced World War II. Okay, and then the same brother, Dulles, who created the CIA in the United States, is the one who presided over the Nuremberg trials, who gave all the Ukrainian Nazis immunity. That's how Hunka was able to go to Canada and live to the ripe age and become a Nazi. Okay, so why did the United States go in and give all the Ukrainian Nazis complete immunity? Because the Ukrainian Nazis, the Banderites, were funded, excuse me, funded by the Central Intelligence Agency as a radical force against the Soviets because the Cold War had started. So let me ask you this. In 2014, the the oh. Ukrainian Nazis, the Azovs, are who the CIA used to topple the Ukrainian government, Yanovich and the Ukrainian government, to install Poroshenko. Yes. Okay? Uh, yes. The Azov Battalion is the, the, the militants that were on the ground dressed as civilians that caused this to happen. Yep. When Poroshenko came in, they took down all the statues of all the old Stalins and Soviet leaders. And they installed statues of Stepan Bandera. They even renamed the whole streets by the capital Bandora Avenue. Okay, this guy was a Nazi. These people are freaking Nazis. So when the Russians say that we're going in to, to, to denazify Ukraine, they're not lying. And what do you get? Oh, Zelensky and Trudeau just, you know, hiking to to this Ukrainian Nazi. Oh, you killed Russians. Good for you, Ukrainian Nazi. The guy's a fucking war criminal. So, what's the interesting part about all of this? Because I'm going to wrap it all up with this one. This last weekend, a German Leopard tank was destroyed by the Russian military. When they went to the tank, they found soldiers alive inside and took them prisoner. When they looked inside, they found German soldiers in the German Leopard tanks. You remember when we talked about how the United States military and Germany and Poland were given Ukraine all of these weapons, and mm -hmm. we said they don't have time to train them. They're not going to yep. be able to drive the Abram tanks. They're not going to be able to drive the Leopard tanks. They're not going to be able to drive the F-16s. Nope. And we said, I bet you they're going to just have American soldiers and German soldiers in there. Well, guess what? They were yes. German soldiers 
fighting for Germany from the German military with permission from the German military. What does that mean? That means that NATO troops are confirmed on the ground in Ukraine fighting against Russia. That is an act of war by Germany against Russia. To add insult to injury, the German hospital, German hospital is treating injured American soldiers coming from Ukraine. Why? What happens? You ever seen like those Tom Clancy movies or those, Matt, uh, you know, Matt Damon movies, uh, Jason Bourne movies where like, give me your ID and your passport and scrub yourself with your fingerprints and all your identity. You're going behind enemy lines. What we're doing is we're taking special operators, special operator battalions. We're removing their U.S. American flags and we're sending them over lines and they're running operations in Ukraine. We have American troops on the ground, special operations units on the ground in Ukraine. Germany has special operation groups. The, the, uh, the SIS, SAS, they have special operations groups on the ground in Ukraine. We confirmed this months ago, but now it's even more confirmed. So what is this? This is an act of war against Russia by the Western nations, by NATO. So it's my thoughts that Putin's going to come out and say, basically he's going to hold up the German soldier and say, Um, either someone tells me what's going on here, or you have 24 hours to remove all NATO presence from Ukraine, or that's an act of war. And that I think is going to happen around October because that's going to be red October. Here it comes. It's just a week away. I sure hope not, man. Well, you know what? It's not going to be good. I tell you that things are so, so bad. Geopolitically and geoeconomically, things are on the verge of collapse. It is literally a fart in the wind, and this shit is going to come tumbling down. Hey, I wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's donated on the Battle of Streams. Bayonet, One Diamond, Polka Dot, 19 Month Substreak. Thank you so much there. Bayonet and Polka Dot, Enlightened Science, One Ice Cream. Uh, Slum Dog. Whoa, Slum Dog. Hold your horses there. Shades, a fleet, and a ship. Jeez, Slum Dog, you're awesome. Thank you so much, Slum Dog, for all that. Grismo seven, three lemons, RPG thirty five seventy three, two ice creams, and Marilou yeah. five lemons. Thank you guys so much for all those donations coming in. Uh, hey guys, the best way to get a hold of us is go to redpills.tv. You can link us up, follow where you're at. Roxy yeah. STG sixty nine two lemons. Thank you so much, Roxy. Uh, and Princess of the Late three ice cream. Uh, go on over to redpills.tv. Make sure you're subscribed yeah. over there. Um, head on over to socialredpill.com. You can support us there with a subscription. You can also join for free socialredpill.com. Uh, that is our live, uh, our social media platform as well as live chats nightly. Um, don't worry. And those are getting cleaned up. I, I've heard there's been a lot of uh, teenage high school drama going on there. We're getting all that taken care of. But uh there are Zooms happening nightly there. They're actually really fun. We have a lot of fun on Thursdays and Friday nights. And so for the $5 subscription a month, if you just wanted to join on Thursday, Friday nights, it's awesome. We have a great time. We had a blast this last Friday, last Thursday. So check that out. Um, as well as if you guys want to support us by utilizing any of your affiliates, if you go to MyPillow, you can use that promo code RPP mypillow.com use that promo code rpp um if you go to dr kirk elliott you need to get gold and silver in your iras if you want to create an ira you want to get your 401k transferred over you can go to dr kirk elliott getgoldtoday.com getgoldtoday.com or call 720-605-3900 we have a few new affiliates joining us here shortly i've been putting them on hold uh we just got to get some paperwork all set up and like i said i don't have affiliates unless i use them myself so 
Uh, and I'm, I don't push them out that often. So if you guys are planning on using that stuff, use ours. It helps support everything that we do here. Uh, other than that, guys, that's all we have for you tonight. But a bunch of crap load of information tonight in the show. Uh, tons of stuff. So please share this, clip it. Please, I urge you to clip these shows and get them out there on social media and get this information out there. Uh, but much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great day. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.